Okay. I have two, three, I'm at five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, that's pretty close. We're never right on. I don't really understand why, but um, he knows this. He always fixes it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he was saying what? He fixes the echo or something? (laughs) Something like that. Something like that. That him that's not here tonight. Yes, Dan. Dan. So. Yeah. So, Coley. Yes, Jeremy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Good listeners, we are flying solo without Dan this evening, so his lovely wife, Coley, is filling in for him. I don't think filling in is the appropriate word, because really, it's like rising above. I um, I would agree with that, absolutely. So you're going to have to tone down your talent just a little bit to try to it's keep be tough. things as even <laughs> as possible. Okay, I'll try, you know. Please do Please do. For the sake of of his feelings, but also, um, you know, we don't want to set that bar so high that this is the only episode that ever gets played by our four or five listeners ever again. (laughs) There you go. We appreciate all of you. Yes. Uh, The one that my mom will listen to more than once. (laughs) Yes. Which is good. That that helps the numbers. There you go. Anyway, Dan is feeling a little under the weather. He's he's been ill for a few days now. He has. I think he warned me on Saturday or Sunday, maybe even Friday, that he might not be up to the, the task. Yeah, he started and not feeling great Friday. This morning, he sent me a message, and I just kind of glanced at my phone, and you know how when it's a longer message, you only see a few yeah. sentences? And he said something about his voice and not feeling well and podcasting tonight. I, I thought, oh, has he lost his mind? We already had this conversation. <laughs> but then I decided to actually open the message mm. and read it. And the last half of that message was he suggested that you and I do the show without him, to which I replied, does she know about this? <laughs> he, he said something to the say to the effect of that's the same thing you said. It is. When I talked so, to him, I said, how does Jeremy feel? He's like, you guys both said the same thing. <laughs> I was like, well, just making well, it's sure. not because I was like opposed to doing it with you or together. I just wasn't sure if this was like him not having communicated everything so that. No, this, you know what I mean? Right. Like, no, this was like one time. Home he and he's actually... like, oh, by the way, you and Jeremy are doing the show, which would have been fine. No, anyway. I mean, I still probably would have done it. Even if it was that way. But he was very good at communicating this one this morning. So He, he did well. So I'll give him that. As they say in the biz, the show must go on. It must so go on, even though he is upstairs playing a video game. So He is. <laughs> he is. Which I think was truly his game plan all along. That's an awful lot of effort for, you know, 60 to 90 minutes of free time. I feel like there's a better way, but I mean, what can you say? Dan is going to Dan. <laughs> he sure is. Although I will give him that he goes into coughing fits. So that probably wouldn't be fun for the listeners. No, probably not. And he did pop in for a second right before we started recording. And he did sound a little uh, like his voice was kind of coming in and out. So, you know, yeah. I, I believe him. There I do go. believe him. You he, don't need your voice to play a video game. <laughs> That's true. He is COVID negative. We have tested him. He just has a cold or a 
I'm guessing just a cold. So. Well, that's good. We had a bit of a, a COVID. Um, I mean, I don't know if COVID, if, if like that kind of stuff is the same as foodborne illness, but anytime two or more people have the same foodborne mm. illness, that's called an outbreak. So right. I guess we had a COVID outbreak and then we also had a norovirus outbreak Oof. in our facility. That's the worst. Recently. Yeah. We're just getting through it now. So Ugh. it's been a rough couple of weeks. Yeah. We had auditors in. I've had a lot of auditors in lately, but we had auditors in and one of my uh, staff members <laughs> called, texted me the next morning. Um, I just tested positive for COVID. Oh no. I said, awesome. So I had to let the auditors know. But everybody seemed to be fine, but that was a fun phone call I had to make that morning. I know you're coming at 9.30, but my staff member just tested positive for COVID. So they refused to come in the building. I mean, that's probably for the best. No, I know. Um, But we didn't have any of our clients, none of our long-term care people or even swing, you know, swing bed or Mm. people tested positive for COVID. But we had, I think, four or five that tested positive for norovirus. And Mm. we had two staff members, not in the kitchen, but in the facility that tested positive for COVID. So it's still out there. It's still out there. It's not going away. And the people that have had colds that didn't test positive for COVID, like they are lasting forever. Yeah. They are just hanging on. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, like Dan said, he felt worse today than he had, but he also went into work today. So he worked from home yesterday. I don't know. I tried working from home yesterday, which isn't something. How do you work from home? To do a lot. How do you you get to work from home? I am not (laughs) disciplined enough to do it. Well, I mean, I have a fair amount of um, stuff I have to do, like, in my office. Mm. So yeah, I can make menus from home. I can do um, certification training at home. I can do, um, you know, like, data entry, things like that at home. Oh, okay. But the problem is I have to make myself sit down and do it because that is not my favorite stuff at all. No. But. Any, I mean, I don't get to work from home really where I work now, but when I have before, and it was very few and far between because of COVID, I normally had to be in, but I'm the person that doesn't get up the entire day. I feel like I have to be responsive <laughs> or people will yeah. think she's not actually working. And so, yeah, I, I don't, I don't like, I didn't like working from home. I'd rather be there. Yeah. Um, I was only working from home because I had got summons for jury duty. Ah, so I had to be off. Right. But they canceled it. So they either dropped the charges or pleaded or something at the last minute. I would so, be a permanent juror if I could. Wouldn't that be nice? I would love it. So I just texted my boss and said, hey, I think I'm just going to work on some stuff from home. Is that okay? And she was like, sure. Sure. So, I don't know, boss. I would say no. <laughs> so, no, no, you can't. Well, no. I don't know. I think it might be a little bit different here still. Mm-hmm. Like, we're still a few years behind when it comes to that sort of culture. Oh, really? I think. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, we do have, we have employees, not in the kitchen, obviously, but in the facility that never come in, but they're like coders and things like that. Yeah. But we also have coders that work in the building. So I don't mm-hmm. know how that works. Anyway. I don't know. That's. That's why I was working at home. Um, 
so tell me about Quinn's horse competition and the events that led up to it. Oh, goodness. So because Dan was sick on Saturday, I took Quinn alone to her horseback riding lesson. And her first show was supposed to be Sunday. So it was just a lesson. She's been, I don't know, uh, riding for three years now. Um, and she's she's doing great. Um, and so she's been thrown twice before, but landed on her feet. They weren't big bucks or anything like that. She just sort of went off the horse and landed on her feet. And so... You know, this was bound to happen. I guess I just wasn't quite ready for it yet. Um, So they were getting ready for the show, and she was trying to get the horse to trot. And her horse is named Windy, and Windy can be very sassy and feisty. Um, So we were in the outside ring, and they didn't bring the crop with them, which sometimes Windy needs to actually start trotting. So her instructor, who owns the farm, grabbed a reed from, like, outside, um... You know, there's like some marshland around it. So she grabbed a reed and gave it to Quinn as a crop. And Wendy must not have liked it because she took off. So there's the walk and then you go to a trot and then a canter, which Quinn is learning, but it's always on a lead line. Like she doesn't get to canter by herself. And then after that is a gallop and the horse took off in a gallop and she was just going. And so Quinn's just holding on for dear life. And I'm... and. Her instructor's yelling, slow down, you know, sit back. And Quinn's just doing what she can to stay on. And she made it almost all the way around the entire ring. And, and then the instructor stepped in front of the horse, tried to step sort of in front of the horse to stop her. And the horse was like, oh, you're going to do that? Okay, game on. And went flying past her and then started bucking, just back legs, just up and bucking. And Quinn held on for about three bucks. And then that fourth one, she just went over the horse's head onto the ground and i was like please don't let her get stepped on yeah um so it was pretty terrifying and i'm sitting there in my head thinking you just have to stay calm like if she sees you freak out she's gonna freak out and in my head i'm like oh my god so she bounced up she sat you know stood up and her instructor said are you okay i'm fine so quinn's very stoic if something's going on and there's people around she will not um say she's not okay like she will just you know stiff up her lip i'm fine i can get through this and then she'll break down after she gets that from me so they got the horse they walked over to me she came up the hill and like i gave her a hug and i said are you okay and you know her adrenaline was pumping her eyes were a little teary but she said she was okay and um her instructor said do you want to get back on and she's like yep and you could tell she didn't want to, but she didn't know what else to do. Like, she didn't want to disappoint her instructor. So they got on on the lead and she walked around. Um, and they trotted a little bit and then the lesson was over. And her instructor was trying to say to her, like, now you're, you've been initiated. You're really a horseback rider. Like, this is what happens. And Quinn was just yesing her, but you could tell she wanted, like, she was having none of it. <laughs> so yeah. we get all of her stuff and we get to the car and she just broke down. And it's not because she was hurt. She just was like, it was so scary. Mommy, that was so scary. And I said, I know, you know, not, not gonna, it was scary for me to watch, you know, so it had to be scary for it to be happening. But she's, she wasn't hurt. Um, Her back hurt a little bit, but she was fine. So I said, you know, I'm going to leave it up to you. You have a show tomorrow. What do you want to do? 
And she said ride. And her instructor had said, you could ride Windy or you could ride Cash, which is a different horse. And Quinn said, I've never ridden Cash. I won't ride him. So she got back on Windy and did her horse show on the horse that threw off the day before. And she won five ribbons, one blue, uh, one first place, one second place, a fourth place, and two fifth place. Well, that's pretty great. Yeah. And it, it, sounds, a- it sounds like it was a terrifying experience, not just because she got thrown off, but like there were several moments like of intensity leading up to it. Oh, yeah. It, wasn't like it, it was, was just like <laughs> was- a startle in a buck. It was running around for a while and then. Yeah. No, and yeah. I'm just sitting there going, oh, my God, <laughs> please slow the horse down. I think what happened, she, um, on the English saddles, there's a safety strap. Um, and when you're cantering, you hold the one hand of the safety strap and the other one is the rein as like a brake. And I think yeah. she, the horse took off so fast, she grabbed the safety strap with both hands. So the horse had no brake and thought, yeah. free rein, let's go. <laughs> you want me to go? Yeah. I'm going to go. And so the horse took off and she had no way to, to brake it. But... She did really, I mean, it was like watching a rodeo a little bit. <laughs> she just stayed on that horse. It's like, oh, okay. She could have been much, much more hurt, so. Sure. It sounds like it could have ended much It could have been worse than it I did. I mean, it's so. like, you know, what you sign up for. Horses are, you know, animals with minds of their own, but it was the yeah. first one. So, and I'm texting Dan and, and he's home sick, asleep. <laughs> so we come home. She's crying. He has like no idea what happened. It's like she just got thrown <laughs> off a horse. He's like, what? 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 <laughs> so oh, poor Dan. Oh, poor Dan. Yeah, right. And the blue ribbon. That's great. Blue ribbon. Yeah, Quinn. she won a blue ribbon. Yeah. So, um, she was on Windy the whole day. So, nice. and I said to her, "You still, you still good?" Oh yeah. I said okay. So, um. I didn't want it to, I was afraid, I didn't push her to get back on, but I was afraid if she didn't get back on, it would be the, th- you know, she would never ride a horse again. So, but she got back on. She wanted to do it and still loves the horseback riding. So I told her she was the definition of brave. So, you know, doing something that you're scared of. So that made her happy. And then we have like a family joke. I can't even remember now what it was, but something happened and Dan called me a badass. And so every day when Quinn goes to school, you know, she has a little bit of anxiety. So I say, you're braver than you believe. You're smarter than you think. um, And you're stronger than you seem. And you're my heart walking outside of my body, which means, and I can do anything, which means you can do anything because I'm a badass. And that makes her like smile every day. Like that's just her favorite thing to hear. So I said to her, I said, officially, you've surpassed me and you're the badass. (laughs) I wouldn't, I I would have not gotten up again. So now she's very happy because she's a, she'll say she's a bad ASS. She won't say the ass, but. Well, no, that, that would be unladylike. That would be unladylike. At her her age. Yes. But yes, Um, she is a badass. Well, I think, you know, I think she'll probably learn the next time that she gets in a less than perfect situation that she'll more instinctively know what to do and hopefully be able to come out of it. You know, like it didn't sound like she had a whole lot of time to. Um, change her tactic when she grabbed the reins with both hands. So I think what happened, so she late. threw that crop, right? She threw the reed because she she instinctively knew that that's what made the horse go. So she threw yeah. that, but when she threw that, she grabbed back that hand back down on the safety strap. Yeah. So yeah. 
She had some instinct to try to get herself out of it, but then. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. so. Well, and she probably helped herself. Right. Yeah, you know, it's hard to say. But it, uh, the horse show might have been the longest day ever. How, ever. Yeah, so she was in how many events? Uh, so, well, she won five ribbons. She got five ribbons. So five so events. Five events. And are they back to back or is no, it like no? Like you gotta no. wait hours in between. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. And I I just didn't think about it. So I thought they said be there at nine, you know. And I thought, oh, we'll be done by like eleven. No, we left at four. Yeah. Nine to four we were there. Other people had coolers, they brought sandwiches, yeah. <laughs> you know. I was stuff. gonna say it reminds me of like volleyball and wrestling, <laughs> like here. It was just you go to a volleyball game, you're there for eight nine hours sometimes or a tournament at least yeah and same with wrestling I, I just didn't think that one through so i guess now we know but it was nice dan's well, parents came and dan's um brother and his wife and our nephew came so that nice. was nice um my well, mom was in affair. vermont or she would have been there but it was nice i'm sure there's video yep there's some <laughs> <laughs> I always find it hard to take video when I'm watching my kids because I'm more worried about cheering them on in the moment. I am. I selfishly admit that I make Dan take the video so that I can <laughs> be present. Well, so good for you. That's that's what he's good for. That's what he's good for. No. So. Um. Yeah. So good story. Thank yeah. you for sharing. Sure. How was Halloween? I, uh, well, Coley, I would love to tell you about Halloween if only we had a way to do so. If only we had a way. If only we had a way. But of, of course, course, we have a podcast. We have a podcast. <laughs> I, I had to question if I should say the we because it's not really mine. I'm a guest. so ah. But I still said we. I'll own we're it. All, I'm married to him. So. <laughs> we're all a family now. If go. I can be an honorary Connecticut. Not Megger? Connecticut, then you can be an honorary host of this show. Oh, well, thank you. So, uh, Halloween. Yeah. So, did did we talk about that on the show last week? I can't remember. Oh, no, we didn't because that was before then. Yeah. So, I'm just going to be honest and then I'll let you go. My <laughs> Halloween was pretty miserable. I was pretty depressed. Oh. Um, A, I had to work like 16 hours that day. And... Halloween is like one of my favorite holidays. Yeah. I used to always decorate my vehicle like crazy, like to the point where I should probably get pulled over because I would do it a month ahead of time. Yeah. Um, I would always do trunk or treat, spend like $300 on candy, wear a costume. Um, but the way our parenting schedule works is Halloween isn't scheduled as a holiday. It's just whoever's day it happens to be on. Yeah. So last year, like Halloween happened right before the final divorce hearing. And I don't know, I was being spiteful or whatever, but I did do trunk or treat, but I did it with the girl that I was dating um, at the time, which looking back was probably ill-advised, right? (laughs) Um, I mean, the girls had met her by then, but... But it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't my day with them, but I knew that they would be downtown. Right. So that was like my way of making sure I could see them. And um, I don't know. 
like I didn't think I really did anything wrong, but if I had it to do over again, I I wouldn't do that. Okay. Well, this year I decided I wasn't going to do a trunk retreat for a couple reasons. Just I just didn't really have the energy. Um and it's expensive. You yes. know, by the time you buy all the stuff for the car and all the candy and I've mentioned this on the show before, I'm really focused on getting my personal loan paid off and my car paid off as soon as possible, which, um, so I can be like debt free, right? you know, um, so I can buy a house, which is really my, my primary goal. If I can free up that, um, income that I'm particularly on a personal loan, I'm always going to have to have a car of some sort. So, I mean, right. But anyway, if I can free that up, then I could probably afford a mortgage by myself, barely, if that makes any sense. No, but yeah, it's something it that sense. I really want to get done. Right. And the price of houses is actually coming down quite a bit here. So that's good. Okay. Um, of all the complaining I've done recently about the price of everything, the the market is coming down here some. So anyway, this year, because I had to work and um, I don't know what happened the last couple of weeks before Halloween, but I did something that upset Alicia. So she was pretty hostile. Oh. And I, I'm at that point where I understand how much that impacts the kids. Yeah. And I also understand that after she throws three or four verbal jabs at me, that sometimes I don't make the choice to just keep my mouth shut. And frankly, I'm better at it than her. Like it, it takes me a while to get to that point. Yeah. So I just decided to avoid that situation okay. altogether. Because um, the previous um, time that we were in the same spot for drop off, she um, she just she was speaking to the kids, but she does this and she says it loud enough so that I can hear. And she's actually talking to me, right? Right. And most time I just ignore it, but but I I did say something. Um, and it was for context. So both of my two of my two oldest daughters, they both got recognized as super larks at the school, which the school's called Meadowlark. So a super okay. lark is, is like, it's not really student of the month because there's, you know, like 12 of them or so between all the, the three grades. Yeah. Um, but so the last Friday of the month, they have this little assembly and it's a surprise and the teachers will tell the parents if your child has been selected. So of course, you know, we were both there. Right. And, um, it was a Friday, which is my day. So after the um, little thing, the assembly, I took pictures of them and gave them a hug and told them to bring their certificates home and I would make copies because Angela was worried about that. Uh-huh. And I'm like, yes, I will always make copies for, for you to take to your mom's house. Right. Um, which Alicia never does that. You know, like her yeah. thing is if it happens on her day, it's hers. Right. No matter what. That's crazy. But frankly, I was, I was doing it for Angela, not for Alicia. Um, and then I left. And, um, so after school, Angela asked me about it again. And I said, yes, of course. So on Saturday, when I went to drop them off, Angela had run up to Alicia and she said that told her that I was going to make copies of the super larks. And Alicia just said something like, nope, nope, nope. I don't need copies. I have pictures. Um, you know, loudly. Right. So I started to get in my car and then I was like, 
And I'm like, you don't want copies of their super larks. And she just started yelling at me that I had never communicated with her about making her copies or anything like that. And why do you have to communicate that? That's a nice thing. And I'm like, and your daughter asked for it. I was like, I was like, Angela wanted them. And she's like, I don't need anything from you. I never did. And then started calling me F word and F off and all this stuff right in front of the kids. Right. That's horrible. Yeah. And I, I admit, like, I didn't really say anything back. But when I got in my car, I did blow her a kiss. Probably shouldn't have done that. But anyway, I was kind of fumed about that for yeah. the next couple of days. So I decided on Halloween that I was just going to avoid downtown. I had to work anyway. So, I, yeah, came home. I, I, I had Halloween decorations up in my apartment the best I could, but that's all the Halloween celebrating I did this year. Mm. So I was sad about that next year. It's on a Thursday. So I will have the girls and we've been talking about different costume ideas and all this stuff. So yeah, well, they've been talking about that for like three years, two years. Oh really? Because yeah. So Alicia's mom does, she, she makes all the costumes. She does a really good job. Um, Ellie was Dumbo, which was an old costume that Alicia's mom had made for Alicia's son a long time ago. So that's cool that it got reused like that. Autumn was Bo Peep, um, as in Toy Story Bo Peep. Okay. And Angela was Cinderella. But they don't get a whole lot of say in what they're going to be. I was going to say, did the girls get to, like, choose that? They're kind of told, and then they're kind of directed towards towards what they are and then they're made to believe that it's a great thing and that they're great costumes yeah i'm not suggesting otherwise right and when alicia and i were negotiating the interim parenting plan um back in june of 20 early june of 2022 we were getting along pretty well and we had a conversation about halloween because initially in the um draft to the interim parenting plan halloween was in there and as, as alternating right and i don't know which one of us suggested but i think it was her you know like not making that a alternating holiday just whoever days it lands on and i said i would be fine with that and i'm like um i would i was like i'm probably always going to do trunk retreats so i'd like to make sure that on the years that you have them that you bring them downtown so that i can see them and i told her that on the years that i have them I would not object to her mom making their costumes if she wanted to, to continue on that tradition. Yeah. Um, but things got pretty ugly after <laughs> that. And I just don't see a scenario where we can all get along and she would make costumes that the girls and I selected. Right. So that's probably not going to happen this year. We're, we're gonna, you know, there'll be good costumes, but well, I mean, they it's... may not be homemade. I might, I might get them all like on Etsy or eBay or something. Right. So they'll be, they'll be decent. But but at cer- at a certain age, the girls should be able to choose their own. Co- you know, yeah. Quinn didn't choose her costumes for the first couple of years, but then yeah. she has. You know, for a long time, I think she was four yeah. when she chose her costume for the first time. So yeah. Yeah, I didn't mind it so much when they were littler, right. right? But as they get older and they actually want to choose to be things. And I, I'm not 
suggesting that they don't have any say right, in it, but right. it's very it's very limited. limited like they get right. to choose between maybe a couple things. Right. Um, no, Quinn's then, already course, as we were trick or treating. Next year, I'm gonna be a cop. I said, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. So okay. ever since last year, that's what they've been saying is on on your year, on Dad's year, we're gonna and they've changed their mind a million times. Right. And that's great. Like they can see something and and want to go with it. So. We'll see. I don't know if we'll try to match or if they can just all be independent. Like we have until September-ish of next year to figure it right. out. So I'm not going right. to be too worried about it. Right. Um, how was your Halloween? Halloween itself was pretty good. Um, the Tuesday before. So a week before. So the week um, before? The okay. week before. Uh, we got up on Wednesday morning and we hit, you know, Dan goes all out. Halloween, he loves it. He loves scaring the kids. We have to be, you know, we're very picky about the candy that is handed out. He wants to be that house that everybody talks about and goes to. <laughs> so um, he had, we had decorations outside. We had a skeleton and one of the old dog crates we had taken, um, a mannequin head and some other bones and stuff and put it in a dog crate next to the skeleton. And then there was like a skeleton <coughs> dog. Um, and so that was out closer to the driveway and we woke up Saturday morning and they were all gone. Somebody had come what? into our yard and stolen our skeleton, the skeleton dog. Dan never told the dog me about right. this. He didn't tell you about this? No. Yep. What the heck, Dan? Yep. Yep. So somebody came to our yard and stole him. Um, I bet he told Joe. I bet he told Joe. I bet he told Joe. Joe, did you know? No. Uh, I don't know Pro- if he told probably Joe. Probably even Chicken Dad, just not me. <laughs> I see. Chicken Dad was upset that they got stolen. Um, well, I mean, it's the neighborhood. So it is the neighborhood. neighborhood. Um, you know, and we had like a little graveyard in another part of the yard and all this stuff, but they just took those, I think, because they were close to the driveway. Um, and so I called the cops. <laughs> I was like, I just... I don't even know if I need to report this. I didn't even call. I didn't call 911. I called like the no, business just, line, you know, dispatch. and yeah. I was just like, hey, so our Halloween decorations were stolen. And I don't know if this is something you guys should know. Nope. We'll be able to take a report. So they took a report. But of course, we have cameras on the house, but of course, not a camera that faced right there. Yeah. Isn't that always the way always. it goes? Or it's like they know. If... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Um, and they're like, well, how much was it worth? I was like, that's probably like $300 worth of stuff altogether. And it's a dog crate that we still used for bogey. <laughs> like, but <laughs> Not to mention the emotional Not to mention, like we've had it forever. Um, and so, you know, they said they would canvas and talk to neighbors um, and thought it was probably kids. And we said, okay. So, you know, Dan was, so I posted in Facebook, uh, you know, in the Willamantic Facebook group about it and everybody was just so upset. And then somebody's like, can we start a GoFundMe? Like, what do you need? And I said, no, we're, we're fine. We'll replace everything <laughs> next year. It just went, but come to find out, um, four other houses in town got Halloween decorations stolen that night. So yeah. we assumed it was kids. And then that Saturday I was in on the Cape for a girl's weekend and my neighbor texted me and she said, did you have your Halloween decorations stolen? And I said, yes. She said, Tuesday night into Wednesday. And I said, yes. She said, give me a call. Now, I never talked to this neighbor. You know, I mean, like, like, you know, if we see each other, we'll say hi. Yeah. 
but it's not like I'm like friends with her really. Yeah, you don't make social so like, calls. Hi, I call her. Hello, <laughs> what's up? She said I saw the whole thing. I said, excuse me. She said I saw the whole thing. She said that 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 you know Tuesday to Wednesday it was about one o'clock in the morning. She got up to go to the bathroom, and her bedroom faces the street, and there was like a, a car light shining into the be- into her bedroom. Um, and so she looked out the window, and there was just like a car sitting there, and. Our house is, like, at the bottom of a little hill. So this was at the top of the hill in front of her house. Um, And so it was just sitting there. And she said that... And it had, like, one headlight that was flashing on and off that was having trouble, like, starting to die. And then she said this... And it was a black sedan. And she said a sports car came screaming down the street, U-turned, and came up next to it. And then the dome light of the first car went on, and they popped the trunk. And, like, three people got out. And she couldn't see what they put in the trunk. And then the two car, like the sports car screamed away, blew the stop sign. The uh, The other car stalled like twice and then took off. And she said, I didn't know if it was a drug deal, like what went wrong. And she's like, but I just, I wasn't with it enough to get my glasses or call the cops. Oh, like, okay. Okay. No, and then crazy. she told me on Saturday. So I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, if I saw that happening, I would be on the phone with the cops. Like, there's something good. She said, so I was glad, I'm glad to know it wasn't a drug deal and, like, no kid got, like, kidnapped. I was like, yeah, okay. Well, sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, that's like saying, you know, I'm glad you only lost a hand when you right. could have lost an arm. Like, <laughs> it was just... I suppose you're not wrong, but that doesn't make it okay. But does it make it? It was just crazy. So, um, to me, that seems it was pretty targeted they had you know knew what they were coming to come do um so it didn't huh, feel so i wonder if they picked houses because is your house on the corner like is it one they felt they could so like, our ho- uh, like our house um you know you went to our old house but our house now is on a very quiet corner yeah. so and it's decked out right so i think yeah. they thought like we can it's not a main street it's a super quiet neighborhood so um, it just felt gross that somebody was in our yard while we were asleep. Like, yeah, us no, you feel, you feel violated. Yeah, you feel violated. Sure. So we now have a fifth camera on the house that points exactly in that direction. So beyond, so beyond the bulkhead camera, there's also now another yep. new camera? Yep. Do you guys have the type of, like, are your cameras, like, wireless? So you got to put batteries in yes. them? Yes, so they... dance like constant. So the one that we, yeah. the brand new one, faces the street and anybody coming in the driveway and so every time yeah. a car drives by, we get alerted because <laughs> it picks up and every single car. Like, are they motion sensor? They're mm-hmm. a motion sensor, obviously. Yep. And they, so they only record for a certain amount of time. So yes, like I always found in those situations when I needed something off of the camera, because we had a pretty awful neighbor um, in my marital home. And I don't know how, but like he would come in and he would trigger the cameras, but he would start his bullshit. Like somehow he would know after it was done, it was yeah. like resetting. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So the part that we actually needed was the part after the first clip ended, but before the first second clip would start. Yeah. 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 I mean, I've been yeah. saying I wanted one facing that. So we have one over, you know, the front door, one in the garage, one in the back door, one over the bulkhead. Which takes, which looks at the rest of the yard. And I had wanted another one out front. So this pushed us to do it. But now, 
now it's going off constantly. But at least it will tell you. So now at work, it will like alert. It will say, you know, den window. But then it will pop up. It will say vehicle or person or animal. So yeah. I know. it Or husband. Or husband. <laughs> or husband on the bulkhead. So. So, but I, it was very nice. Dan's family all got together and bought us a new skeleton and shipped it to the house. So we had a new skeleton for Halloween night. That's good. So that was I nice. saw the video Dan made mm-hmm. or somebody made. Well, Quinn actually made it. Quinn did said. that video, yeah. I thought he did a pretty good job. Um, I know that he de- desperately wants to be that house. But I, we, he and I did talk about this. Yeah. That, you know, you guys call it mainstream main street trick-or-treat i think we yeah. call it trunk or treat um like that kind of stuff i think it's great but it is it's making it hard for homeowners to really like like make it worth it to put in all that effort it is it, it is because you know so we bring her down to main street so main street closes down and all the businesses you are trick-or-treating you don't go in them they just set up a table outside their business but it's all oh, of Main so it's the businesses. It's the businesses. It's not like people that nope. that do it out of their car. Nope. Okay. So there's lots of trunk or treat events during that time, but this is Main Street closes down and the businesses all have tables. Um, okay. And so you just literally walk up and down the street and get a ton of candy. And it used to be that everybody then would come up to our neighborhood before the pandemic, but since then now we have a th- place called Jilson Square, which is at the end of Main Street. And now everybody, they do like a flashlight trick-or-treat there, almost like an Easter egg hunt, but with the flashlights. So then they go over there. Um, You know, Quinn and I took Quinn around the neighborhood, and a lot of houses were dark. And the ones that weren't were like, here's handfuls of candy. Just take it all. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) uh, Which Quinn loved. She thoroughly loved that. But Did she get to me potatoes? I saw a lot of people were handing out potatoes this year, or at least as an option. I don't know why. Why? That's a thing suddenly. I don't know. No, I didn't. She didn't get any like potatoes. A, I'm sure it's a TikTok thing, but. She did get a uh, YooHoo, the drink. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. She could have chosen a, uh, like a juice box or a YooHoo. <laughs> wow. So Do she, they still, like, make that stuff so it wires you, or have they changed their formula? I don't know. I've never even tasted it. It's not good, as I recall. I don't I don't think I ever liked it. But I don't know if it had caffeine or just a ton of sugar in it. I think it it's just something. a ton of sugar. But yeah. she got it for Dan because he likes chocolate milk. <laughs> but it's oh, not okay. the same thing. So It's not. Um, He'll drink it and smile. Mm-hmm. But she had, I mean, she had a blast. She loves it. She loves being able to dress up and wear makeup and so she was a a witch but i got like i found gems so she had like face gems and makeup to match and stuff and she just loves being able to put makeup on so she doesn't really care what she's wearing (laughs) she just wants to wear makeup fair enough so So let uh let me ask you this Mm -hmm. while we're on the subject of decorating for halloween Mm. has has Dan got out the um, sleigh and no. the lights and the nope. Santas and all that yet? No, nope. no. There's there's no tree in the nope. in the living area. Nope. We don't even have the candles in the windows. No. Nope. What? When do you generally start that process? Day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yep. 
I'm very much not a, not a minute before. No, Mm-mm. nope. Yeah. <laughs> like I believe every holiday should have their holiday. I understand right? that. And so, the uh, the day after the Halloween, uh, Dan and Quinn went to our nephew's soccer game. I had to come home and let Bogey out, and then I took all of the Halloween stuff down. Like I took it all down when they weren't home. And put my Thanksgiving mat and wreath out. <laughs> so my Thanksgiving welcome mat and wreath. And that will be it until the day after Thanksgiving. And then we'll go get our tree that weekend. Okay. All right. So why? Have you already decorated for Christmas? No, but I did bring all my stuff home from storage. Okay. And I bought a, bought a new tree. Um, I like real trees, but on my lease, we're not supposed to have them. I don't think anybody would care. But, you know, um, but I've went back and forth with how early is too early over the years. I used to be pretty staunch about not until the day after Thanksgiving myself, but the last several years I've found myself doing it a little bit earlier. (laughs) So I don't know why. I don't know what changed. I think in part, like, um, to put stuff up outside like i don't know by the time the day after thanksgiving rolls around sometimes it's just too difficult to do that so mm. there has been like a couple years ago at this time i was already hanging up all the lights and and running the extension cords for the blow-ups which i don't love blow-ups but alicia loved them and getting it ready so that if it did snow a whole bunch, it would already be done and we could just plug them in. Like didn't right. really light them up or anything. Right. Um, that sort of stuff. Yeah. We don't but, do blue ups. So, um, no, they're kind of tacky. Yeah. I don't like them. They're, they're not, I've always <laughs> I don't loved like the them. way you guys decorate your yard and your house. It looks very classy. Thank and, you. And traditional. That's which I, I like. That's my vibe. The classic, the traditional. Yeah. So it's not that hard to do outside cause we don't go crazy. Um, But the other piece of it is, and Dan will tell you the same thing, you know, we put Halloween up, you know, it goes up, you know, October 1st, you know, right around then. So you get a month of it. By the end, by Halloween, I don't want to see that stuff anymore. (laughs) I'm sick of it. Like, I just want it down. So it's the same thing with Christmas. As excited as I get the day after Thanksgiving to decorate for Christmas, because I love decorating for it. By the time the day after Christmas happens, I'm like, can we take it down now? And that stays up till New Year's because of the tree we keep the tree up until new year's but i'm sick of it by that point yeah i will say that if the earlier the decorations for for christmas start the sooner like i'm generally over it by by christmas right it just takes over the whole house Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. especially if you have a lot of stuff and if like i'm not in this situation now but if you've had things that have been given to you for for generations in decades, like, you know, a tradition where like, like Alicia's mom would get her a snowman every, every Christmas mm. and her grandpa would get her a, a Santa. And then I continued on the Santa tradition. So she's got just dozens of Santas and snowmen and all these, it's all cool stuff, but like it takes over every tiny bit of space Yes, and it's work. So, yeah, we have, in the basement, you know, we have shelving 
and the stuff that you know, our Christmas stuff did not get ruined in the flood, so that was good because it was already that's good up on shelves and in plastic. <coughs> but it has Christmas has two shelves. <laughs> Halloween has it will probably have two now. Yeah, and then the other holidays are sort of just each have a bin, you know. <laughs> so yeah. I think that's an appropriate amount. I'm like okay, but and we, you know, Quinn keeps asking, are we going to have a Christmas party this year? Because last year we had a Christmas open house and it was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Like we invited friends and we invited neighbors and people just, it was just an open house. So you can come when you wanted, leave when you wanted. Um, You know, there was just like food out and I didn't ask anybody to bring anything. I just provided everything and it was a ton of fun, but that's, that's work, you know, it's a lot of work. (laughs) And last year, especially when you're going to be having a party in another seven months. Exactly. I know that one. I don't have to decorate for though (laughs) in the house. No, but still, but still. So she keeps it'll asking be, if we're going to have it'll one. It'll still be work. Or I, don't, I just don't know. And last year, it worked out that I had uh, given my notice where I was working and planned it so I had time off around the holidays before I started my job now. So I wasn't work. you know, I wasn't working. It was during my time off that we had the Christmas party. So I was home. I was able to get everything ready. Now I'm working full time. <laughs> I don't know that I want to get that ready, but she really wants to do it. So we'll see. I understand. Well, you don't have to decide quite yet. You got another few weeks before you have to commit, right? Yes. But, you know, she'll want to make the invitations and get them out. <laughs> so I understand that, too. <laughs> you know that she wants to uh, sing a song at our party, so just beware. Oh, great. Mm, I think mm-hmm. that's awesome. Is it? Good for her. Yeah. It's awesome. I'm going to I'm going to yep. get with her and we'll um do edit. We can collab on something. Okay. Yeah. All see right. if I can get a verse in there. You want to do like so, Islands in the Stream? <laughs> we could totally do that. I bet you she could pull it off better than I could. You um you're talking about your Christmas party mm-hmm. got me to thinking. I've been I so I was scrolling through HBO because I feel like I've watched everything that's on there. Mm-hmm. And this show came up called The Gilded Age. Okay. And I just clicked play. I figured I would fall asleep during it. But I got like hooked on it. And now I've watched the whole thing. The second season just started. So there's only a couple episodes. But it's about um, like New York society at the end of the 19th century, the beginning of the 20th century. So like 1890s okay. to, to 1900. And I don't really know why I like it. Cause it's not, you know, it's not manly, so to speak, <laughs> but I just couldn't stop watching it. And I've always been kind of fascinated with like the, the society and the etiquette and all you know the classes and all that stuff that um even in montana you see some of it it's certainly not the same as it as it is in that show but just like it, it's really about all these very rich people in new york city yeah and how they're trying to not offend anybody but also constantly trying to upstage each other all these socialites okay yeah i don't know it's 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 entertaining i'm not sure why I'm watching it, but I can't stop watching it. It's confusing. I don't get it. That's how I feel about all the Real Housewives franchises. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe if I actually gave it a shot, I might get hooked on those you know, too. But I've they're never just all really trying to upstage a... each other. 
and it's just like I, yeah, this, I guess like wealth that is crazy. I suppose that's pretty similar. I hadn't th- put it in that that context of, of modern day, but yeah, because it still happens. Oh yeah, like they're they're more pointedly or obviously rude to each other now. Oh, I was going to say, they do try to offend each other. That's probably the only difference. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's just it. So when I brought my Christmas stuff home, I actually brought home a big load of other stuff from my storage shed. So blah, blah, storage shed. I've had... So in when I first met Dan, like in 2010, I was single. The economy was in much better shape, and I had a lot of what seemed like disposable income because I grew up poor, and nobody ever taught me that you really need to not just spend all your money. You should probably put some away, right? Yeah. So yeah. I, I bought a lot of like video game collectible stuff, mostly like toys and statues and things like that okay and um so the first house that we had in shoto is where i bought most of this stuff and i had a whole bunch of it displayed um but of course i'd saved all the boxes a lot of them i never took out of the boxes and when i moved from that first house to the second house i had in shoto i was pretty heavily into my drinking stage and I didn't do a very good job of packing. I just kind of threw everything loosely in boxes and put it in the basement of that house. Okay. So then when I moved to Conrad, I just took all those boxes and then, put them in a storage shed in 2019. Yeah. That they've been sitting in ever since. So I've kept telling myself I need to get them and go through it and sell them because there's a lot of money there. And... Every time I go to that storage shed, I glance up and I can see the boxes getting like dirtier and dirtier and more and more warped just from like the hot and cold change. So anyway, I finally brought one truckload home, which is probably like a sixth of the stuff that's in there and started going through it and organizing it and cleaning it and selling it. And it was a weird trip down memory lane, but like I'm like in this mode where I can't think about that stuff because I have to get rid of this stuff. Like, even if I had the room to display it now, that's not really the person I am anymore. Right. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with being that person, right? Like, I've just moved on to other interests. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, I have been very busy with that. And okay. I had it all over the house. And, of course, I had to get the stuff that I brought home taken care of before the girls got here because they're toys. Oh, right. They're just going to destroy them. So And they would want them. Yeah. So literally any space up high right now in my apartment has boxes with action figures or statues or whatever <laughs> in it being ready to be shipped out because they're selling pretty quickly. Oh, that's good, um, though. It is good. So, yeah, but it's a huge project. But the point is, like, it's one of these things, like, I've been wanting to tackle for years, but I've been, like, hesitant to do so because of, like, I know it's going to be effort, right? Right. But once it's started, it feels good to get it over with. And it'll be nice because, essentially, like, that's all that's in this storage shed. So that'll be, like, $90 less a month that I have to pay. See, there you go. Yeah, so that'll be nice. I mean, Dan doesn't have, so he has like 
the guest room is also his game room. So it's like half mm-hmm. guest room, half game room. Um, and he has his stuff, but yeah, he doesn't have like enough that takes over. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he has, no, he has I think, an appropriate amount. And I have yeah. a handful of things that I'm going to always hold on to right. and cherish, right? Like that right. I'm not going to get rid of. Right. So if I ever find myself in that scenario, I will still have them. Yep. Um, it's funny because we have like an old, it was a CD, um, a wooden like CD display thing, I guess. It's tall. Um, oh, like a CD tower? Yeah, like a CD tower. Um, okay. And it literally fits, each section fits a controller. So he has like a controller in each section. And oh. every person that comes over, that's the thing that they like gravitate towards and like look at is his controllers in, in the CD thing. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so much other stuff, but that's always what everybody like looks at and thinks is pretty cool. So that is pretty cool. And then we I have like, that. like I... all the walls have video game art in that room. So yeah, but that's yeah. good. It's weird to think that you and Dan really only knew each other like a year before he and I met. Well, I guess. I mean, yeah. from my perspective, it was a couple years before you guys met, but he didn't tell me about you right away. <laughs> oh, that's par for the course. <laughs> that seems yeah. to be. Yeah, cause... No, I'm pretty sure I wasn't until he got back from uh, uh, San, where was he? San Francisco? San Francisco, yeah. San, yeah, that, that I learned about you. Too bad he was living with me there, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, he. I, 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 maybe I'm having some revisionist history no, memory it, no, issues now. But as I recall, he would always say he was living with a friend, Nick. but it, it was heavily implied it was a dude. Yeah. No, no. So I mean, yeah. he went out there and was staying with him, and then I got out there, and I okay. had an apartment because I was a travel nurse, and Nick okay, yeah. kind of got sick of him, so he was with me all the time. <laughs> And then he went back to Connecticut and left me there. But it's okay. But no, it's just funny because yesterday was 12 years from the uh, the day that Dan and I met. It was 12 years ago yesterday. So, yeah. So it was 13 years for us like in August. Yeah. Um, It's crazy. So, so, yeah. So it was just a little over a year after that that you met. So it might have been closer to like three (laughs) years or more before he told me about you. Yeah, well, you know, his parents didn't know about me until they found out I was pregnant, so it's okay. <laughs> I think that's when I found out. Really? Oh, that's funny. Yes. That's and funny. then I had the impression that, like, you guys had just, like, hooked up, like, met somewhere and hooked up. Yeah, no. no. I, I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel uncomfortable talking about this without him here <laughs> to somewhat okay. state his, his, his right. side of things. Yeah. But... I will say, when he came to vacation in Montana, I didn't know about you then. Yeah. And that was 2013? Mm. Or was it 12? That might have been 12. Um, did he go out there twice? Because he went out there when I was pregnant. And that was 23rd. Um, I had her January 31st, 2014. So that was, that was the no, summer of 2013. It was the year that I started drinking, and I'm sure that was 2013. Yeah, it was 13. So I was pregnant when he was out there. Because I literally started started drinking, like, that same time. Not not when I was hanging out with him, <laughs> but, like, right after that. I mean, he, I, no, it's not his fault. It's like he can do that to people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. 
<laughs> no, it wasn't his fault. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, I was pregnant when he went to Montana that time. So you guys would have been, you know, a couple years. Yeah. Of, a year and eight or nine months mm-hmm. at that point. Yep. And look at us. Oh, Dan. Nine years Dan of, on the. Look at you now. Right? On the 15th, we'll be married nine years. And now you've outlived most modern marriages. I know, right? <laughs> I feel kind of weird sometimes. <laughs> like, okay. That's good, though. No, it's good. It's good. Oh, he's going to have fun editing this episode. Uh, He asked what we were going to talk about, and I told him, I don't really know, but eventually it's going to just evolve into ripping on you, so just be prepared for that. In some way, shape, or form. What do you expect? So Exactly. You know, come on now. Exactly. Come on now. That's what he gets for leaving us at the wheel. So what else is on your mind? Would you have any burning issues that you'd like to discuss? Not burning issues, but I was thinking today... um, at work. So we had a DCF audit today um, and everything okay. was fine. Just relicensing. Um, and that's my job, making sure that the regulatory bodies are happy and, you know, we're doing what we need to do. But uh, I was at one of our facilities and they have a group room um, where the adolescents come after school and do like mental health groups and stuff. And on mm-hmm. the whiteboard, was a question that somebody had written and it said first I laughed at how it was phrased but then I was like that's an interesting question it said what is the most weirdest food combination that you enjoy Mm. and so I think they I know the most is weirdest (laughs) I was like that's interesting how that was phrased but they put it up there you know it was like the icebreaker to start the group um yeah so what is your most as weirdest food combination that you enjoy? So I, I'm a pretty plain Jane when it comes to food. I'm going to be honest. I'm not very um, adventurous mm-hmm. to say the least. I rarely even use like condiments, right? Okay. Um, so I suppose the, the one thing that comes to mind is probably the most weird combination is I don't know if you guys have this there but we like there's a Midwest thing called like hot sandwiches where it's like um, a piece of bread on a plate and then either like roast beef or gravy or a hamburger patty I mean roast beef or turkey or hamburger patty then it's served with like mashed potatoes and usually a vegetable but then there's gravy over everything but the vegetable okay so we call it like a hot roast beef sandwich Huh. So, I have always liked to put cheddar cheese on those. And people think I'm very odd. Okay. And I don't put cheese on everything. I'm not like a super big cheese lover. So, I guess that's probably the strangest combination um, for me. Hmm. But, on a side note, like, a lot of the things that I didn't like, for the most part, had more to do with texture than flavor. Yeah. And, um... I got um, dentures now. Oh, right? okay. And and I find that the textures don't bother me near as much. So hmm. I have been getting more and more adventurous the last year or so. Okay. So we'll see. Maybe I'll get to that point. What about you, Coley Jones? What is the mostest, weirdest food combination that you enjoy? So I have two. Um, one, well, they're both like from childhood, actually. Well, teenage years. So I had a friend, Tori, and I would go to her house after school, and she loved 
um, a sharp cheddar cheese, like a block of cheddar cheese, um, mm-hmm. and you cut it, and then you cut an onion, and you put a piece of the onion okay. on the cheese. It's just onion and cheese. Oh. It's my goodness, that's awful. It's delicious. <laughs> so that was one, and then the other one, I was in high school, and somebody dared me to eat Doritos and cream cheese, and I said sure. And it is the most delicious thing. It is my go-to. I would try that. It is my comfort food. It has to be the block of cream cheese. Like whipped cream okay, cheese not, and not the tub does not work. It has to be the block of cream cheese. And you so jab. So like the actual just. Yeah. Just a block of Philly cream cheese. Okay. And you jab the chip down into the cream cheese and then pull it away. <clears throat> it is amazing. Okay. I've actually brought it as an appetizer to parties before. Because people go like, ew. And then they try it. And they're hooked. I would try that. Hooked. And my best friend Kara, when we were growing up, I don't know, I say this and like people don't remember. There was a time when Doritos made a Dorito and it was in a black bag and I want to say it was Cool Jack. Yes. Oh my God. I remember that. Seriously. Yes. <gasps> Jeremy. I'm so happy. Yes. Because I say that and people like that never like happened. A, like a, no. It was so good. Um, they were great. They were great. They were short-lived. They were short-lived. I don't like Cool Ranch, but I like the Cool Jack. They were different. Yeah, because it was like a Monterey Jack type flavor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy because people, <laughs> sometimes I feel like I'm crazy and have this memory. But I'm glad to know that I'm, they did exist. So she would take those on an English muffin. She would put an English muffin fluff and then Cool Jack <laughs> Doritos. So, um, yeah, I don't know if these are the ones for sure. I just sent you a picture. Did you? But I, I, I think that's the one I was thinking of. Um, but I feel like there was an actual cool Jack, not just the jumping Jack. No, I think they were cool Jack. But it was a black yeah. bag. Yeah. No, it was. I, I do remember. I do remember. Oh, yay. This isn't going to be one of those Mandela effect things. <laughs> um, my, is Quinn pretty? Like, is she a good eater? Does she like to try new things? She'll try anything just to try it. But she's still a pretty picky eater, if that makes sense. Right? Like, yeah. she'll try something. She'll always try something once. But. It normally doesn't stick. She'll stick with her plain old stuff that she likes. Yeah, my kids are pretty basic. They like kid food still. My youngest daughter, she's very frustrating because she'll like something and like something and then she'll hate it. Oh, yeah. She hates cheese except for when she likes cheese. Yep. But she likes vegetables. She likes raw vegetables. Um, She'll eat raw onions like apples and same with tomatoes. Oh, wow. Okay. And... When we go to the restaurant, she likes to order onion rings, and she'll rip the breading off and eat the onion. And eat the onion. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it's like the complete opposite. <laughs> Quinn's, I was asked, so Quinn loves tacos and empanadas. Those are like her favorites, <clears throat> but her other favorite is pesto. So okay. it's kind of, and she went in, she was in a calamari phase for a while, but now she won't eat it. Uh, you just kind of never know with her, so... Yeah. You know, but a good old... Well, maybe she got like a super chewy one and it turned her off. Yeah, I don't know. It was like the only thing she would eat out in restaurants for a while and now she wants nothing to do with it. And then she did get sick. Um, I usually make the pesto 
And one time I got store-bought pesto and she got sick, so she will only eat my pesto. (laughs) So, like, she loves it, but she'll only eat mine. So, yeah. But you give her, like, an Annie's mac and cheese cup and she's a happy kid. (laughs) Yeah, mac and cheese is a a good statement Mm -hmm. for children. Mm -hmm. But she's pretty good. Like, I finally got her to try steak and cheese the other day. And she turned her nose up. She didn't want to try it. And then she had a bite and then she ate half of my sub. So. Nice. Yep. I told you you'd like it. <laughs> and Dan will eat anything. So. Well, that's handy. Yeah. For when the neighbors bring over something you don't really want to eat, but you don't want to be rude either. No, you know, my mom, like, gets so excited because she tries recipes out on him because <laughs> he'll eat anything. <laughs> that's funny. So she's like, oh, I have a new recipe to try. I'll give some to Dan. Okay. So. Yeah. I asked him. Can you hold on? Hmm? One second, I gotta yeah. go do something real quick. Can you hold on just yep. one second? I'll be right back. Are you there? I'm here. Hello? Hello, can you hear me? I can, I'm sorry. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> no problem. I just oh, found no. a cat on Facebook that I want, so it's all fine. <laughs> A cat? Are you going to bring home a cat? Uh, Dan won't let me, but oh. I'm messaging him that I want her. <laughs> so. I want a cat. Do you? Very badly. Yeah. I do. This one, it looks like uh, she had a significant tail injury. Oh. The lawsuit covered. So her tail was broken. So she's a little nub. She's so cute. We don't need a cat, but I want another cat. But you want one. But I want one. So. What's the point of owning your own home if you can't bring home animals? I guess so. Don't tell that to Dan, because then he's going to be like, I was going to say, I just tell you that you should have a cat. A snake. And last week I I told him he couldn't feed the pumpkin seeds to the wild wild animals. Oh, he, he would love that. I know. He was like, oh, this is like a trail cam. We can see everything, all the animals. There's so many. There's very big cats out there. And raccoons and possums. <laughs> they all live around our bulkhead. Crazy. So, are you allowed to have... chase a- off. Oh, well, but I think we think Desi used to chase them off. Our cat that oh, I was gonna say, but the wild animals don't chase off the Halloween thieves. No, they no, they did not. So, I asked my landlord about getting a cat. Yeah, a few months ago, and she said she would check with the property owner. So the I guess I should say I, landlord is kind of an outdated term. My property manager. Oh, okay. Um, and she really likes me, and. She asked the the building owner, and he didn't sound too keen on it. And um, at the time, I know there there was two two people here that had dogs, at least two, maybe three. And the lady downstairs has cats, like several of them. But she's lived there for like thirty years, so I guess like right. they were already here when the new guy bought the building, and. She said that he was okay with the other one. I didn't even ask. She just told me this, that he was okay with the other people that had dogs because um, 
they were adult dogs and well-trained and whatever. And um, she said that if he did allow it, because I wanted a kitten for the girls, that it would ha- there would be an increase in the rent and I'd need a substantial deposit. Oh. So I asked her how much that was and she never got back to me. I assume it's not very, it's, it would be a lot. But anyway, <clears throat> so one of the ladies that had a dog moved out. Okay. And I don't know who moved in her apartment, but when I come in through the main door in the building, I can see... Um, down the hallway on the bottom. I live upstairs. This place is downstairs to where her apartment is. And there is a bucket of cat litter sitting outside of her apartment. Oh, now I don't like, you know, it's one of those like four gallon square buckets. People reuse those for different things all the time. So I don't know what's in it, honestly, but I did get a little bit irritated when I saw it. Like she let somebody new move in with a cat. Wait a second. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't called her out on that yet. I don't know if I'm going to. Like, I would love to have a dog, but working out of town, it's just too hard. So, like, a cat makes sense. Cats can take care of themselves for 8 to 12 hours if they have to. Oh, yeah. As long as they got water out and whatnot, just fine. Yeah. No, it's true, though. You know, I mean, I didn't go recently to my nephew's, you know, one of his big soccer games because somebody had to come home and let Bogey out, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it does. It becomes a thing. You know, Dan and I are going to Kenny Bunkport on Friday um, overnight for our anniversary. And, um, you know, we have to board Bogey, you know. So it's like an, yeah. it's an added expense. You have to think about it. <laughs> like, okay. How much does that cost there? It's like $75 a day here um, for one dog. Mm-hmm. So we have a new place. Um, we were going one place and then the groomer and the guy who was running it like left and opened a new place. And that place is now closed down because they left because everybody followed the groomer and the other guy. Um, so they, I think they want to say they're 50 a day. Like 50 and overnight. Yeah. So. Yeah. But it adds up. Yeah. I mean, you know, when we go to no, Maine for a week, it's like, here's just a whole nother house. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. So. 350 bucks. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so you have to like, okay, what's the price of the hotel? And then we got a board bogey. And then, um, you know. So a cat, We if we went overnight, we would just leave the cat. It wouldn't be a big deal. So. Yeah. Because they can handle it. Right. And. You know, I know, like, renters in general don't take care of their stuff nearly as well as homeowners. So I understand, like, the the property owner being reluctant. Because, like, if cats pee on stuff and it doesn't get cleaned up, that smell is very hard hard to get out of. Well, that's, you know. I get that. Desi was an indoor cat when we lived in the house that you visited us at on Jackson Street. And then when we Mm -hmm. moved here, he started peeing on the curtains. And it's because there's so many windows in this house. Like, he just didn't see outside much at the other house because the other house was so small. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't have a ton of windows. This house has a ton of windows in their floor-to-ceiling windows. <laughs> so yeah, he could see out, and he just started acting out. Um, and we called the vet. We were like, we, don't, we brought him in for blood work and the whole workup 
trying to be like, yeah, and they're like, diabetes or yeah, something. Yeah, like, I don't know what's going on. And be perfectly healthy. And they finally said, the only thing now that we can tell you to do is let him outside and see what happens. And yeah. he was the happiest cat after that. Like, just so happy being able to be outside. He came back for food always. He would, like, if we walked in the neighborhood, he would follow me around on the walk. You know, we called him the king of Washburn Street because he would sit on the front steps, like, looking around like, I'm the king. Um, But, yeah. But we think some German shepherds got him. But that's, like, two years ago now. Wow. But that's my fear. being an outside cat. Well, that's the thing. That's my fear of, like, getting another cat. Because... When you have an indoor cat, it's always that fear that they're going to get out. And then when it's indoor-outdoor, it's the fear that they won't come back. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. so, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Dan wants a lizard mm. or, you know, a bearded dragon or something. No, thank you. Well, nope, no. not going to happen. No. no, I like fluffy things. <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> Although Quinn thought, Quinn couldn't find Annabelle last night. She was just really buried and asleep. So then the water work but started. She, she, she did find thought her. she was dead. She was alive. She was just hiding. But she panicked. So that was fun. I couldn't find her either, though, to be honest. So I had Dan come up. I was like, you need to look for her. <laughs> so Dan's like, no, she's right here. She's fine. So. Well, I'm glad that worked out. Oh, me too. Me too. I don't want to do that again. I still get blamed for killing her hamster when she was at camp. So, is that hamster still in the freezer? That hamster, no, that hamster got buried. No longer oh, yes, in the I freezer. That, yeah, it's fluffy had a yeah. proper burial. And it's no longer in the freezer. <laughs> so, <sighs> so that's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, what else? I don't know. What's burning hmm. in your mind? I don't know. I feel like I I got that off my chest about giving away my adult childhood and there my you toys. Go. That's tough. Yeah. And yeah. Um, therapeutic vent session about Halloween. <laughs> so really, this has saved me about 150 bucks, honestly. I, you know, um, I'll start charging by the hour. No. <laughs> <laughs> the best ones do. Uh, <laughs> that's good stuff. No, I'm I'm excited for the holidays in general. I'm gonna work on Thanksgiving because I don't have the kids, but I'll have them on Christmas. Okay. And Angela actually has to go in to get her tonsils and adenoids out Oof. on the 26th. Ugh. So we, I got a motel room in Great Falls, so we're gonna do you know Christmas morning and and um early dinner and then we're gonna load up and go stay at the motel and go down the water slides and let her have a good time before i have to take her to the um hospital early in the morning on, on that tuesday but they said she had to miss two weeks of school so this way a week of it is still on the you know winter break oh right okay yeah so that's kind of why we decided to do it that way. There you go. Two weeks, huh? That's what the the doctor yeah. said. He said she might feel better before then, but she needs to stay home for two weeks. Uh, I mean, I know it's a little bit easier on kids and they bounce back faster. I had mine out as an adult and that was pure hell. Yeah. Hell. 
Yeah. My doctor told me that they probably wouldn't even do it unless I had like severe, severe issues. So, so I was having, but he said, yeah, I was having like major issues and then they don't like to take them hot. So meaning like when they're actually infected, but Mm -hmm. they, it was so bad. It was closing my throat. Like I was having trouble breathing and I was in the hospital for days because of it. And so they decided to take them hot. And I remember he said like, it's going to keep getting bad and it's going to like keep barking up for like five days and then day five, you'll peter, you'll like, like plateau for a couple of days, and then it will. The pain will start to get better. And I was like, "Oh, yeah. okay." He wasn't joking. <laughs> the, no, I've heard as was, an adult, it's just absolutely awful. It was miserable, miserable. I said, "This is what we need to torture people." <clears throat> like if you know, for like government secrets, just take their tonsils out. They'll tell you anything to make the pain stop. I believe it. It was pretty bad. Yeah, I went for a sleep apnea thing, and mm. the guy said my tonsils were huge and, you know, red, and they probably should have been removed as a child, but he said it's not worth it as an adult. Yeah. You know, unless unless they did become infected all the time, and I was in the hospital constantly or something yeah. like that. No. And it was during nursing so. school, so that was like, it's like, okay. The worst. The worst. The worst. But... Yeah, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. That bad. It huh? was pretty bad, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But I've had like So she'll get she'll get lots of popsicles. She'll get lots of popsicles. Yeah. But she loves chips, so she's worried about that. Oh, yeah. She won't have those for a little bit. No, no. I told her I'll buy her all the chips she wants as soon as the doctor says she can have some. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, but it happens. It needs to be done. Yeah. She's had so many issues with her tonsils and her throat in general. Like just even when you look in there, when she's feeling good, they're huge and stuck together. Like mm. so swollen. She'll feel better. She probably doesn't even realize how bad she feels. And she snores like a freight train oh. she sounds like me when she's sleeping <laughs> oh poor thing and how old is she now eight eight yep yes okay yeah yeah the doctor said ideally even that's a little bit old but you know it's better at eight than 12 yeah yep yeah and at least like at eight you won't have to be in there when they put her to sleep because when Quinn had her ear tubes, she was three, mm-hmm. and they made me hold her while they put her to sleep. Yeah, I had to do that for um, Dylan and Ellie. Isn't that the worst? <laughs> it is the worst. I have a feeling Alicia's going to be in there anyway, because she just will be. Um, but no, I'm not going to be in there yeah. if I don't need to be. So, but Alicia's not going to stay in the hotel room with you. Oh, God, no. no. I was like, that would be... I don't even know that she... So I don't think she realizes um, the the way the parenting plan is like I've always hated the holiday schedule, but she was adamant about it. It's literally the way her lawyer put it in. It made no sense to me that I it was like a hill she was going to die on. And I'm like, whatever. Yeah. So um, s- specifically speaking about like Thanksgiving and Christmas, it alternates. So I have um, even years Thanksgiving and odd years for Christmas. Okay. 
and she has the opposite. But the thing is, it's defined as, so like Thanksgiving is 9 a.m. Thanksgiving Day until 9 a.m. the following day. Okay. And Christmas, Christmas, Christmas Eve is actually in there as well, and it alternates. So Christmas Eve is 9 a.m. Christmas Eve until 9 a.m. Christmas morning. And then the other person gets them until 9 a.m. the following morning. And it's just going to be a lot of bouncing yeah. around, especially on, on Christmas because of the way it falls. So we're literally going to be exchanging every other day for like four days. Right. Um, or technically every day for four days. And I sent her an email like suggesting that I actually take Thanksgiving instead of Christmas because I know how important it is for her to be front and center at like these medical things. Right. Like she's a nurse. She knows all the lingo. She knows yeah, all this stuff and like whatever. Um, and I am presuming that Angela is going to have to go in relatively early on Tuesday. Right. Right. They, they yeah. say they schedule them by age and they're not going to let us know until the Friday. Before right. Christmas. Exactly. Yes. Um, but no matter what, it's going to be before nine o'clock. I'm sure of that. Oh, yeah. Um, that she has to be there at least, right? Like the surgery might be after that, but she'll have to be there before then. And so I suggested that the, um, for third, for, um, November that I switch my weekend. So I pick the girls up every Wednesday and drop them off Saturday. But the second full week of each month, I pick them up on Thursday and drop them off Sunday late afternoon so that we can have a whole weekend to go do something. You're exhausting me. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's, oh my gosh. So much. Yes. So much. It, it actually does kind of make sense. Mm. But anyway, so I suggested for November that I switch that weekend to Thanksgiving weekend and I just keep them. So I would keep them from Wednesday until Sunday that week. And then she could have them for Christmas. Right. Um, and that way we're not exchanging. Because even over Thanksgiving, we're going to exchange three times. Mm. Like back to back to back. And I'm like, then we're not exchanging. And um, then Angela can be with you on Christmas night so that you can take her. I mean, I was going to be there too, but so that you can, you know, get her to the hospital. Um. And she didn't want to do that. She just wanted to keep it as it was, which is fine. But I don't think she understands that that means I'm going to be the one taking her to the hospital. Right. So, because if she had, she would never have gone for that. Anyway. No, probably not. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I know she wouldn't have. So, uh. that's the way it is now. So, we'll bounce them back and forth all those days. And How did the girls do with the going back and forth like that? Um, well, this, so the way Thanksgiving and Christmas fell last year, it didn't change a whole lot because it just kind of naturally fell with our, oh, okay. yeah. our normal mm -hmm. parenting schedule. Like, cause I always have them on Thursdays. Um, right. so Thanksgiving was literally no different than, than normal. Right. Like that whole, that whole week was no different. Um, 
they, I think that's going to be rough on them this year as far as the holidays, because they're pretty comfortable and used to the normal routine. Like even that weird week, like they understand how that works. It took them a while, but they, they figured it right. out. Right. Um, they do pretty well. Like they know, they know, you know, how many more days they know when drop off is, they know all that good stuff. Hmm. They probably do better than I do, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Kids are resilient. They are. They are. Yeah. And, they, you know, regardless of what you and Alicia think about each other, like, those kids both know that both of you love them. And that's what's most important, you know? Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's a fact. Right. That's, that's true. Right. So, they, you know, they're with... Not together, but with two people that love them. So that's all you can do yeah. for kids is love them. Yeah. So. And we've had moments like where we can communicate and get along pretty well. Um, like I said earlier, like we were doing pretty well for a while. And then I don't, I don't exactly know what happened, but hmm. something irritated her. <laughs> And she won't tell you. Yeah. She's just. Well, the only thing I can know, not now. Yeah. Like she may eventually or right. it'll come out and something else. So shortly after school started, they started um, and they do this every year, but they do this thing called after school program. And it's Monday through Thursday. And um, it just goes from the time school gets out like at three fifteen until five o'clock and it's right there at the school. And essentially it's, it's, it's kind of like a daycare, yep. right? Um, they don't do a whole lot of like schoolwork. They do arts and crafts and play games. And if it's nice out, they play outside, whatever. And um, they really wanted to do it. So during parent night before school started, Angela's teacher who runs the program asked if I was going to sign the girls up. And I said, I don't know. Summer program was kind of a nightmare having to like sign them all up for certain days and separately because of the parenting schedule. And she's like, well, you don't have to do that for this one. If you, you can just sign them up and if they come, they come, if they don't, they don't, it's not a big deal if they don't. And I was like, Oh really? Okay. And she's like, yeah. So I signed them up all three of them. And I, told Alicia, I said, Hey, I signed the girls up for, um, school program. And, um, Ms. Schultz said that it doesn't matter like who signed them up, which parent signs them up. If they want to go, they can go. I'm like, so it's an option if you ever want them to go on, um, Monday or Tuesday. Right. right? And she didn't say anything. She just said, okay. So, Program started a couple weeks after school started. And one Monday at like 3.30, she calls me. And like, she doesn't call. So every time she does, I know there's something wrong. Um, and I answered and like, you could just tell she was like pissed. And she, um, she said that Kara Baker is there which is the school principal. Okay. And she needs me to tell her that it's okay for Alicia to take them and that they shouldn't be in, in school program. Oh, jeez. And I was like, okay. And I have to believe that everybody in that school knows. I mean, they know the parenting schedule. They have a copy of it. Right. 
But Alicia's also a pain in the ass to every single person there. Like a lot of times without cause. So I, I really feel like they were just trying to, I don't know, like be, be dicks to be dicks kind of. <laughs> right. Yeah. So she puts her on speakerphone and I said, Hey, Kara, this is Jeremy Brown. And I'm like, I was under the impression that, um, the girls could, could go just on Wednesdays and Thursdays if I wanted them to. She's like, Oh yeah, they can. And I'm like, okay. And I was like, well, uh, Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays until three o'clock are Alicia's parenting time. So, um, so I didn't intend to sign them up to go on her parenting time. So that's the only, that, that was the only thing that really happened. She, she got pretty pissy about everything after that, mm. which it's embarrassing. I get that. Yeah, but um, It's kind of funny. Cause last year at the beginning of school, it was me that was being treated that way. Like every time I'd go to the school or, or call them, they'd be like, well, we have to check with Alicia. And I'm like, you don't have you to don't check with Alicia. You don't actually have to. <laughs> And that's actually how they ended up with a parenting plan. But I mean, I was nice about right. it. Right. And I understood that they didn't want to deal with the wrath of her. So they were like being cautious. Um, so I kind of feel like this is their way of getting back at her just a little bit, which isn't okay if that's true. And regardless, even when I filled out the thing, I put her as a person that could pick them up. Right. So, so when, like right, either so way she matter. was covered, they should have released the kids to her. Right. But you. But they weren't gonna. That's why, and you. But you communicated it to her. It's not like you didn't tell her that you did that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. And I didn't do it with the intention. Like I, it really caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting that at all. Right. I just. Anyway. Jeez, I'm so jealous that you can just like, oh yeah, you can sign the girls up. It's fine. So Quinn is bef- in before and after care, um, within mm-hmm. the school system. So at her school. And it literally is like an application and they'll tell you when the application opens. Then they have enough room for 30 kids in the whole school. And it's like this whole thing. And then, so she's been in it now a couple years. So like she gets preference, you know, and should get a spot. But the stress of this lottery to get the before and after care slot is insane and I literally, not this year, but the year before, the lottery opened on my birthday. We were in, Dan and I were in Boston at a hotel, and I had my alarm set for 2 a.m., then 3 a.m., then 4, then 5, waiting for that lottery to open to be the first person to, <laughs> to get my name in. That's crazy. Because we can't, we have no other options. Yeah. You know, Dan and I work. We both have to be, you know, a half hour or a little bit more away for 8 a.m. Her school doesn't start till 8.15. School's out at 3.10. We both don't get, I get out at 4, he gets out at 4.30. And then we have a half hour ride, you know? So yeah. we don't have, no, we need it's it. It's vital, vital like, for you. We have to yeah. have it. And then it goes on your income. So we have to submit our pay stuff. Oh, you have to pay for oh, it Oh, yeah, too? we have to pay for it. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is completely free and... I'm sure there's just not like enough kids here to fill up. So that's not an issue. Yeah, no, we have to pay for it. And, you know, unfortunately we pay a good, a good amount because of our income. <laughs> like, I'm okay. sure. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's crazy. 
That's crazy. And then, the, you know, today they give crazy. me the bill, but they haven't given us a bill in three weeks. So I'm like, thanks. I wanted to. So now it's a big bill? So now it's a big bill. Yeah. I'm like, how is this my fault? You haven't given me a bill for three weeks. And Quinn's like, I oh, yeah, that. that's because Ms. O was on a cruise. I'm like, that shouldn't affect me, but okay. <laughs> but I will say, like, one of they do. So Big Brother's Big Sisters comes in one day a week. So she has, like, a big sister on Tuesdays. They do tutoring um, and just, you know. So they do do stuff. They even um, half days they are sometimes like there so she can be there until, you know, 530 on a half day. Um, so if there's like an early out, they still yep. have it? Mm-hmm. Most of them, yes. That's nice. And on those days, yeah. they'll take them on a field trip usually. Okay. So it's, that sounds pretty cool. It's not that bad, you know, but my mom picks her up on Fridays early. So like at... Uh, she be, she becomes a walker and she doesn't have to go to aftercare, but we still have to pay for Friday, even though she doesn't go. Nice. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you pay for your spot, not yep. your attendance. No, totally. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Quinn did get perfect attendance. She got a perfect attendance award. One of 68 kids in the whole school. <coughs> That's awesome. <laughs> She's very proud of it. Yeah. But yeah, there's barely 68 kids in this school. Oh, so. really? Okay. There's more than yeah. that. It's kindergarten through third grade, oh, okay. so there's probably about 120 total kids. Oh, okay, yeah, hers is kindergarten through fifth, so and that's just like her school. So there's yeah. one, two, three. There's four other, three other elementary schools. So you know, yep. Like okay, but. And she got, she's one of the only two in her school that did the summer reading. It's crazy. Oh. Yep. And she actually did it? She did it. Oh, yeah. Nice. Like the first two weeks of summer vacation, she read. (laughs) Did you have, did you do Book It when you were a kid? Like, did they have that there? The Pizza Hut thing? Mm Mm-mm. So, I don't know how, I mean, there are Pizza Huts there, right? There were. There's very hard to find now. Anyway, so all throughout the Midwest, and I just assumed it was a national thing, you um, you would do this thing. So you got like this button, like, you know, the old big buttons yeah. you clip on your shirt. And your teacher had gold stars. Huh. And you had, when you read a book, you would fill out this book it report and take it to your teacher and... Um, your teacher would give you a star for your button. Okay. And when you got your button filled up with stars, she would give you a certificate for a free personal pan pizza at Pizza Hut. It was called the Book It Program. So you could go to Pizza Hut and get a free personal pan pizza. I would have read a thousand books. And I did. <laughs> yes. No, it was a huge, like it was That's a huge a motivator, incentive. yeah. No, we did not um, have that. Especially in a, tiny town where pizza hut was like the coolest thing to kids right right? like our town wasn't really big enough for a pizza hut but we had one anyway huh no we didn't have that i know i had one teacher who if you found a editing mistake in a book like a word spelled wrong or you know a punctuation that was not correct and you pointed it out to her no just like if you're reading a book you know and like if you know 
there wasn't a comma and there should have been or the spelling was wrong. Sure. Like so like you played like you were the editor. And yeah. if you found something, she would give you candy. I can't tell nice. you how thoroughly I read books. I'm very motivated by food. <laughs> so. That's when you read a lot of like Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer because there's a lot of there's stuff lot misspelled of stuff. intentionally in those books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I would always be like, oh, can I have a candy now? I found another one. But Good times. Oh. All right. Well, you suppose we should wrap her up? I think so. I think so. Well, it's been a pleasure. Yes, absolutely. We don't need I hope him. Your husband comes off of his deathbed, not for the sake of the show, but for the sake of your family, relatively soon. I know he's trying to hold himself together to get through this dark time that he's having <laughs> of his illness. I know. Uh, uh, he's going to listen to this and, and regret this decision, but that's okay. He will. It's okay. And he'll tell you that when works. he talks to you that I'm not super nice to him when he's sick. So he probably wants to be better. <laughs> <laughs> Is he nice to you when you're sick? Yes. Oh, Coley. Come on now. I know. I have like this weird Jeez. adverse reaction when he's sick. Like I really dislike it. It's the weirdest thing. Well, at least you can acknowledge that. Like you do understand that it's. It's like not fair. No, right? I totally understand it's not fair. Okay. And I try yeah. to work on it. But it's like I hate it's I hate seeing him like that. It freaks me out. Okay. So then I get like So then not then you cope with it by, by being annoyed and irritated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. I get it. No, I, mean, I get it. I still Completely get him, like, so I get him the things he needs, but I think he wants to be babied, and I don't have it. I'm like, I'm so annoyed that he's sick because it, like, freaks me out to see him like that. That yeah. I don't, like, do well. He's like, but you're a nurse. I'm like, yeah, but you're my husband. Like, it's different. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, you can't you can't separate yourself Mm-mm. emotionally as, as easily. Yeah, no. I don't like love. seeing him not okay. Definitely. So then I end up being not nice. <laughs> So he's probably well, happy to get better so that I don't be annoyed with him. Well, again, for the sake of your family, I hope he <laughs> gets mended quickly. There you go. <laughs> for for your mental health, his physical health. Yep. And so Quinn doesn't feel that trickle-down stress. No, I don't let her see it. At least on I this I think one. kids sometimes oh, yeah. feel it whether they see it or not. Yeah. No, it's not, and it it goes away. Like now, I'm not right. It's the first couple of days that I just, I think, because I like don't the onset and the yeah, because I don't know what's going to happen, and so you don't know how it's going to yep. progress. Yep. Yeah, that makes. I mean, I get that. And so then I get defensive. Like you're not supposed to be sick. So, I don't know what that says about me. Okay. <laughs> well, it says you're honest about it at least. Oh yeah, no, I have no problem admitting. I mean, you could you could make excuses for your behavior. But you're not. No, there's no excuse for it. I'm just nasty to him sometimes when he's sick. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It is what it is. It's probably to make up for the times where he deserves it when he's not sick. You just don't know it. Right? Mm, there you go. I'll take there's that. There's got to be something. I'll, t- something I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Yeah, it's just making up for the three years you didn't even know about me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's funny. I hadn't thought a whole lot about that because I guess I just assumed that you guys had a fast and quick romance. Nope. Nope. 
And then Quinn happened, and yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, we, you know, it was rocky, and we were on and off a lot in that time. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, no. It was, yeah. So it's been 12 years. She's nine. So, yeah. It was no, a good I'm, chunk of time before I'm she was born. At, I'm not great at math, but I can do that. That so, equation. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. Good times. You know, it's all, it's, it was worth it. It's all good now. So, it all worked out in the it end. It sure did. As I like to say, I win and I won. <laughs> I like it. So, well, thanks for hanging out with me. My pleasure. Likewise. Oh. I'm glad we were able to get a, a show in the books so that... For the lovely listeners. There's no gap. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. hopefully he'll edit this one the first time and both of our voices will be on it. I know. So. Right? Yep. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez, Danny. There you go. All right. You go take care of your sick husband and tell him to come and upload your or export your show. There you go. Hopefully he's awake. And I'm going to do the same. So. Well, just don't close it. No, I'm not going to close it. Just... And I'm going to go okay. to bed. So. <laughs> okay. Me too. All right. We'll talk to you later. All right. right. Have a good night, Cole. You too. All right. Bye. Don't, don't forget to stop recording. Right. It's the square. Yes. Correct. All right. Yep. Perfect. Got it. All right.